Welcome to another Folk Roots Radio. I'm Jan Hall. All the best in Folk Roots Americana, singer-songwriters and blues, and artist interviews. On Folk Roots Radio, we're all about the music and the people that make it. Now, coming up on this episode, we have a very special interview to bring you. We're going to be chatting to Aaron Jensen, composer and arranger for Toronto-based vocal group Countermeasure, who are pushing the boundaries of a cappella on their new concept album, Guest Sessions, which features collaborations with world-class instrumentalists like Randy Brecker, Evelyn Glennie, and Natalie McMaster. Each piece on the new recording being specifically tailored to complement the sound and aesthetic of the guest artist. It's a great album and an excellent interview. So I do hope you'll stay with us to check it out. And remember, if you like the music we play on this show, don't just stream the music, buy the music. And then you'll really make a difference in the lives of touring musicians at a time when it's very difficult to find live shows. And as always, we wrap up the episode with more new releases. And we're starting off this way. This is Lynn Jackson with The Sound of Everything. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio. And I'm Jan Hall. Still too far to go I'm not 
I feel we're screaming in Amsterdam. The cops come for real. I tell them you're just rehearsing. But your part is Norman Bates. Then you're taking off your clothes. All the horror disappears. I don't say a word. I let my touch negotiate. Do a little moment's blur. I could never be sure what was you, what was me, or the universe. Running my hands through the sunflowers. As the last of them die, we say goodbye. It feels weird on my lips, like I'm telling a lie. It's almost sweet. I got stuck in rotting your softest spot. It's always been enough for me. Like I'm telling a lie. It's almost sweet. I got stuck in rotting your softest spot. It's always been enough for me. Softly 
Alabelle Provence With tremulous refrain And tomes underneath each arm Lorca and King James Last laments of Joan of Arc To quiet servitude From wars against disorder To suggest or allude That it's not too long Marianne, I shall see you soon. The highways are empty now in New York and Berlin. Yearning sounds from synagogues. Beckon from within And Susie yells It's closing time The wait staff are vexed I wish you could sing One more song Love or faith or sex But it's Not too long Marianne I shall see Somewhere with your pen I hope you passed in loving arms With letters from your friends And I swore I heard them singing all the way from Clinton Street I know they'll lock the Chelsea now Drop keys at your feet But it's not too long Marianne I shall see you Hi there, this is Aaron Costello, and you're listening to Folk Roots Radio with Jan Hall. To Folk Roots Radio. We started off the hour with Lynn Jackson and the sound of everything. 
her tribute to Canadian icon Leonard Cohen, who left us four years ago now. And that's from Lynn's 11th album, Lionheart. We followed that with Imogen Joy from Montreal with My Marianne, her latest single which was inspired by a letter that Leonard Cohen wrote to his muse, Marianne Hélène, just before her death in July 2016, and he himself was very close to the end, and who was immortalized in the classic Cohen song, So Long Marianne. And finally, continuing the Leonard Cohen tribute theme, it's Sean William Clark from Toronto with his song Leonard Cohen from his latest EP, Spectral Acoustics Volume 1, which came out earlier this year. And in the background, it's Coastline, a string ensemble from British Columbia featuring top young musicians ranging from the age of 14 to 23, and coached and mentored by internationally acclaimed fiddler Yvonne Hernandez. Pushing the boundaries of the fiddle with traditional, original and contemporary fiddle tunes from around the world. And that's Irish Slides, which features traditional tunes Star Above the Garter and Where Is the Cat? And that's from their latest album, Blue Fiddle. Next up, Erin Jensen from Countermeasure joins us to chat about their latest album, Guest Sessions. But before we get there, from Guest Sessions, this is Countermeasure with Carry Away. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm John Hall. Enjoy. We learned the word to say, I humbly receive. But how could they prepare us for the hand that came When a thousand perfect strangers' arms opened Or the smallest fingers offered up a paper crane Where you go, so must I go Where you stay, I will stay Where you rest, I'll follow Whenever the rain falls, I hear your name And I remember the way The friends, it felt like home again Like a wave of yesterday's crashing to the shores I've closed my eyes and I'm carried away I see temples in your eyes The ripples in the rivers And the blossoms of the trees They are records for treasures Of the time we walked together When I press my head against your chest Your breath becomes the sea Stay where you rest, I follow Carried away. Lead me, lead me to 
That's Countermeasure with Carry Away from their fantastic new concept album, Guest Sessions. And that track features the wonderful Kevin Fox on cello. My great pleasure to welcome to the show today Countermeasure composer and arranger Aaron Jensen, who actually composed all the songs on the new album. It's great to have you join us today. Thank you for having me. I'm very impressed. What what can I say? I've been a fan of Countermeasure. I think Made to Measure was the album that I first got hooked into, which yeah. Guest Sessions, I think, is the third album you've produced as Countermeasure, right? Yeah, that's correct. And we're, we're already diving. We're using this these strange COVID times. We're diving into the fourth, as we speak, the next sort of volume of Guest Sessions. So. Well, I, I've got to say, your videos are great. You know, we'll encourage people who are enjoying this show today to actually check out the videos. The videos for Countermeasure are awesome. Uh, definitely want to go ahead and check those out. Go to countermeasuremusic.com and you can follow the links from there and check them out. Let's turn the clock back a little bit and talk a little bit about the start of the band. Now, I think Countermeasure got together around 10 years ago. Is that right? Actually, we would have just passed our 10-year anniversary within the last couple of weeks, if I'm not mistaken. And I think you're also a member of Cadence as well, which is the... I was. I was for five years. And just as that was sort of wrapping up and I was looking for a change, I started up with this group. So it's been about nine years since I was with Cadence. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the, the motivation to, to start Countermeasure, because it's a slightly different a cappella group, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So I was approached by uh, J.M. Erlinson and Ilana Steingart, uh, who are two of the members of the exec. And uh, they knew me through the acapella community, and they had just finished their University of Toronto experience. They had been singing with a collegiate group there, and they were wanting to keep the party going. They were looking just for any opportunity to continue to sing with a lot of the friends that they had built up through, through those worlds. And they approached me and in the beginning there was no, no lofty plans. It was just, it was very community based and our first concerts were pretty darn humble. And we uh, put out an audition call, but it was very much, we were auditioning for the people as much as we were auditioning for the musicians. And that has, that has been the common thread through these last 10 years that we really are a family. And even though uh, Ilana describes the group as a, a hobby gone rogue. Mm -hmm. And so even though it started with sort of these, just looking for opportunities to make fun music with people that we cared about. And that has turned into a group that has toured internationally many times that has recorded several albums and have collaborated with some pretty uh, exciting artists over the years. Well, and that leads us nicely into guest sessions because this is a a pretty unique project because you actually crafted these songs with the actual instrumentalists in mind. Tell us a little bit about your thought process for that. There's any number of vocal albums, particularly choral albums that have accompaniment. So rather than thinking of these two different entities of voices plus accompaniment sort of in this secondary role, I was really interested in the spaces that opened up compositionally from a songwriting standpoint by drawing on voices and then almost thinking of this extra instrument as a voice in the choir and how we can complement each other and support each other in different ways. And really across the board, the artists were saying in the studio how they approached this album differently than any other project they, they worked on in terms of how they played and the improvisations that came out of that. And uh, it's been really thrilling to it's just experiment and to give ourselves the the leeway in the studio to explore rather than just going in with set charts and asking people to play what's on the page. We talk about the songs in advance. I have done, did a lot of research into the discography of these different artists and really try to tap into their sound and their aesthetics and their background. And then that just got carried through the, the actual recording process when they brought this whole other dimension to the pieces and really transform things beyond what I, I was even imagining as I was composing, which was really exciting, a really exciting process. I, I think it's fantastic. You know, one of the nice things that you've done is that you have done these behind the scenes videos, mm -hmm. which for instance, with someone like Quebecois guitarist, Christian Robege, he is on a, 
a fabulous song, which I think is what I want to make you happy. Want to make you happy. Yeah. That's right. When you actually see the artist playing and then you've got all these incredible voices around it, it really creates a brilliant effect, don't you think? He just blew it out of the water. He came in, he had worked out that incredible solo in advance. So that was that was a take. Like he just played this blisteringly fast piece uh, that he'd worked out and it's uh, he was a lot of fun to work with. Still my mind gave in I don't want to make you happy I walk the block until my soul's worth thin And I'm so glad to be here You brave the weather, book the sitter and you came Now I just gotta make you happy Instead of curling up with reruns of the game And I'm so glad that you're here Some noise, but go on, be our guest. Just snap on two and four, one and three. You all know best. Man, if you sneak in late, thanks to all the plates you're spinning, we're happy to accommodate and start at the beginning. Cause I go to hell and back to forward the cause of making all you lovely people happy. It's not for one of validation or applause. I'm just so glad that you're here. Go on, keep your phone on, it's fine by me The odds are one and twelve, your ringer's in the right key And if the song we're singing clashes with your custom ringer We'll gladly go the extra mile and modulate the singer Cause we're here for you and we're eager to please Nous dans les tra-la-la, mais sont les petits We'll get it here for you, yeah, we'll set your mind at ease This is Graydon James and Laura Spink from The Young Novelists. And you're listening to Folk Roots Radio with Jan Hall. That's Countermeasure with Want to Make You Happy. Aaron Jensen from Countermeasure is our special guest on the show today. We're chatting about their wonderful new album, Guest Sessions. So tell us how you found the guest instrumentalists for this project. We started off with some artists that we had worked with in the past. So Kevin Fox, for example, we met some years ago at a at a carol king concert a carol king tribute concert i should say and we stayed in touch we've actually shared the stage a few times over the years and so he was someone i, I could just email and see what are you up to these days and then as we as we develop mixes as we developed these songs we had a proof of concept and it became easier to approach artists what really knocked me out about this project was 
these artists, the people that we reached out to were my first, my first asks in a lot of cases. Like when I was trying to, when I was thinking about a trumpeter that I wanted to reach out to, Randy Brecker was the first person that I reached out to. And he said, yes. And Evelyn Glennie was the first person, Christian Roberts was the first person. So have an idea be met with such enthusiasm from a group that I'm sure none or very few of these artists would have come in contact with was a real leap of faith for them. And we're just so, so grateful that they took the chance on us and that we were able to build our musical community through working with them. Evelyn Glennie, I mean, she lives in Scotland. I was first introduced to her years ago. I mean, she, you know, when she first came on the scene as a percussionist, an amazing, amazing performer and just incredibly talented. And I think that she actually, didn't she create a whole bunch of different soundscapes almost to, to go with this song? Absolutely. So the process for, for Alice, which is the Evelyn Glennie piece, is, is unique to the other songs in the album in the respect that it's the only piece where the instrumentalist came first, where she just had all of these different instruments laid out in her studio and she recorded these in- improvisations. And she is such a such a gestural, long-form player that initially my thought was that I'd be able to sort of take a few samples here and there and that I'd maybe like mix them all together to create this song. And For Alice was by far the hardest song for me to write. It, it took many months, but only because there was just such volume of incredible material that she provided. I, I probably wrote 20 different songs <laughs> that I partially, or I got 75% of the way through and then got excited by another path. But in the final product, rather than chopping her up, chopping up her performance at all, I just took a single improvisation that she played from beginning to end, five minutes, and just built the entire architecture of the song around this. So the, the swells and the the, the different shapes that she offers, I try to match with sort of melodic shape and, you know, the mood that she sets up, I tried to tap into as I was writing the lyric for this piece. And it was a very different process to songwriting than I have ever taken on in the past. And it was very challenging, but also very rewarding. That sounds so artistically exciting, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that just that, that whole idea, I mean, it's, yeah, it gives me goosebumps. There's a, another story to this song as well, I mean, that comes through the lyrics. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, absolutely. So when I'm writing a song for the group to sing, particularly a song that has a lead singer to it, I'm very much not writing in the abstract. I'm writing with this person's voice in mind with, in a lot of cases, with their stories in mind. And the, the lead singer that I had in mind uh, for, for Alice is a, a gentleman named Daniel Boyle. And he had recently lost his father to cancer a couple of years ago. And I was, re- I was just listening to Evelyn Glennie's performance and I was reflecting on a recent conversation that I'd had with Daniel about those final moments of kind of curating those last moments when you know that the end is drawing near and pulling those last conversations together. And, and at the same time, I should say, I was also reading a collection of short stories by Alice Munro. And there was uh, a really exceptional short story that had a similar thread. And so some of the lyrical material was inspired from the conversation with Dan. Some of the lyrical material was birthed out of the, the world of Alice Munro's short story. And so the For Alice is both a reference to Alice Munro it's a reference to my own personal through the third side of this is that I, that whole period of time I had been volunteering at a, an elder facility in a dementia ward. And I grown very close to this woman named Alice and was aware that every week that I was visiting her, she was sort of vanishing bit by bit. And that I was sort of curating my own goodbyes to her. And then the third one, there's sort of like a sneaky little nod to Beethoven's Furelise. So for Alice is also, you know, it's mm-hmm. hitting it from a, through a few different angles. But anyway, the, the piece ended up being, a, it was a tribute to, to Daniel and his story at the end. And the first time that I heard him sing it, it just completely knocked me out. And I think that the lightness and the effortlessness of his voice just paired so beautifully with Evelyn Glennie's performance, so we're very pleased with how that how that turned out. Just 
That's Countermeasure with For Alice. Aaron Jensen's our special guest on the show today. You know, Aaron, one of the things I love about that song, and we saw with, you know, Carry Away as well, your videos are fantastic. Uh, is this sort of another part of the, the Countermeasure experience? I mean, 
Uh, we probably should talk a little bit about the sound guy as well. But, you know, videos yeah. are great. I mean, you work as a, a team with some other people to create these effects because they really bring out the music uh, oh, very well. You, yeah, we have assembled a team that we go back to religiously. Every album that we've, every album that we've worked on, the mix engineer has been consistent. The last several videos that we've created have been through the same team. You mentioned a little behind the scenes featurettes. Those were put together by uh, uh, incredibly talented uh, filmmaker who came to with us to uh, Japan this last time, Kylia Scott Grimes, uh, the collage works that we commissioned for this. There's, we're just, we've definitely surrounded ourselves with this sort of ancillary uh, artistic team that we, we just love working with and will continue to come back to over the years. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely fabulous. Now, obviously, I think the album was released in September, but you haven't really had a chance to, to do much with it because we're in the middle of this coronavirus pandemic yeah. live performances i know that i think you're going back to japan i think in 2021 and realistically that may be the first time that you're actually get back out on the road again that's uh, well and even that like if, if we had a crystal ball that we could look into i don't know what the world is going to be looking like in may we're all very optimistic that everything is still going to be moving forward but you know it's all it's all just anyone's best guess at this point. But yeah, we, we had booked an entire tour to Saskatchewan. We would be there actually a week from now, uh, I believe. Uh, so October 2020 would have been Saskatchewan. We were slated to perform at the Tokyo Olympics in 2020, and the whole Olympics were canceled. And I'm not sure what the, the status of all that is. And so, uh, yeah, it's it's been a real adjustment. And But I, I'd say the bigger adjustment than the interruption of our live performance with the kind of music that we make, it's, it's essentially impossible for us to, to be meeting together. Like we're, we're already a large group. There's 13 of us and singing is considered to be one of the more dangerous activities in this climate. And so for a group of people who haven't gone longer than two weeks without seeing each other for 10 years, and making music together with such regularity to, to have our rehearsal schedule interrupted. And many of these singers, most of these singers, I haven't seen in person in eight or nine months, I would say, and we haven't made music in that amount of time. And that I don't think I fully realized to what extent singing, communal singing with these people that I love, how much that replenished my my battery, so to speak, until I was denied that possibility. And it's been a it's been a real challenge. And I know it has been for the, the remaining group members as well. Let's take us through the live experience with Countermeasure, because 13 people, uh, 13 vocalists in the group. What's the show like? I mean, can you just give us an idea of what people can expect? Yeah. Well, I mean, one thing that we really pride ourselves on or that we've really sort of shifted gears with over the last four or five years I would say is rather than just thinking of our show as a collection of songs we really try to connect a through line throughout we've worked with stage directors and we've worked with choreographers to help with blocking because by having so many people on stage even how we are oriented on stage tells a different story and the choice of one song going into the other and storytelling in between songs. And we have a lighting designer that we've worked with who's developed shows for us. Uh, I think we started with that in anticipation of our experience. We, we did the Edinburgh Festival Fringe for three weeks uh, some, some years ago, and that was really a turning point for us of bringing in all of this different crew to help us focus on not just the music, but also the, the look and the staging and the, the whole experience of it so that we could meet or offer something different to our audiences. And to me, actually, the, the, the proof of the pudding of that was, a, was our experience in Japan in that for the first time we were performing for an audience who largely didn't, oh, I shouldn't maybe an audience where English was not their first language, where there definitely would have been a language barrier for much of our audience. And so 
for the audience to be taking in the music and to be having some sort of emotional experience when they're one step removed by the lyric. And so in that case, how we were presenting and sort of the emotional connection that we made, it was put to that to, to the test that much more. And I don't think that it's any accident that some of our, our warmest audiences and our most diehard fans are have come from Japan. We're going to finish with another song that actually isn't on the Guest Sessions album. We're actually going back to Made to Measure, which was your second album. We're going to play Taken at Home, which is a great song to finish with. This song really shows the camaraderie that exists. The video is fabulous. I particularly liked it because... I went to school in Scotland, and some of it is filmed in Edinburgh. I recognized Arthur's seat in the video. Well, there's also another link to take it home, and I just wanted to, to drop Shit's Creek into the story here, because yeah. that fabulous Canadian TV show that pretty much cleaned up at the Emmys, I think it actually did in the comedy section, uh, you were involved in that as well, and I think were you you were arranging for the Jazza Girls. Is that the Jazza Girls? Yeah. Right? Well, it started off with that. I I did the last four seasons, uh, and I worked over the period of time. I worked as a, as a, an arranger and a musical director, and then later on in the I think second to last season, the the town of Schitt's Creek puts on the musical cabaret, mm -hmm. and so I was responsible for all the orchestrations and sourcing the band and being the band leader and recording some elements of that in studio. But Taken at Home makes an uh, appearance in the episode called The Jazz A Guy, where Eugene Levy temporarily joins this uh, ragtag bunch of community singers, of uh, female singers at Sh in Schitt's Creek. And, uh, and Dan Levy uh, approached me very last minute and said, we need a song for you to teach these singers just write something really quickly. We need to record this tomorrow morning. And so rather than starting completely from scratch, I pulled together this pre-existing piece of countermeasures and taught that to the singers. And we had a, a great time with that, but it's, it's a nice little uh, nod to the group. And Eugene caps it off at the end after the final, taking it home. Eugene goes, yeah, <laughs> and leans forward. And it's, it just kills me. <laughs> so it was, yeah. What it's one thing, it's very, very common in the acapella world to cover other artists and then to have somebody else cover your original music is is pretty special. No, that that's great. Well, you know, it, it it's a perfect lead into this video because I do love it. I mean, I defy anyone to watch this video <laughs> for Take It Home and not get a wonderful smile on your face. It is a, a fabulous song. You could see how much you all love being together. I hope it's not that long before you're out on the road again. I want to encourage everybody, check out Countermeasure. This is the Guest Sessions. Uh, fabulous, fabulous album. Pick it up. Pick up Made to Measure as well. And remember, we are in COVID times. So if you love the music that you're hearing, please buy the music. Don't just stream it, because then you'll really make a, a difference in the lives of the artists that make it. Aaron Jensen, absolute pleasure to talk Thank to you, you today. Thanks so much for taking the time. All the best. We'll leave you with Countermeasure and Taking It Home. Stay safe and well, everyone. We will get through this, and we'll see you next time. Thanks again. Thank you. Should I just keep doing Elizabeth? <laughs>
Kaluta. A crew is half as freaky as you in the costume. I may be square, but why do, why do I care? I found a circle where I belong. what you've done. that's it that's all we can squeeze into this hour of folk roots radio we'll be bringing a video version of our interview with aaron jensen with accompanying videos to our sister show the sun parlor coffee house sessions which you can find online at sunparlorsessions.com and thanks again to all of our radio partners who help us bring folk roots radio to you each week and remember if you enjoy the music we play on this show and want to support the artists As we say each week, don't just stream their music, instead buy their music, and then you really make a difference to their income during a time when it's really difficult for them to be out on the road. And I know, they'll love you for it. We're going to wrap things up with a couple of tracks from Thanks for the Dance, the posthumous Leonard Cohen album which features songs Leonard was working on right up to the end was completed by his son Adam Cohen after his death. We'll leave you with the sublime poem The Goal, the dawning realization that no one gets out of here alive and no one gets everything done. And we follow that with the beautiful title track, Thanks for the Dance. Stay safe and well everyone. We'll see you next time. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio and I'm Jan Hall. I can't leave my house or answer the phone. I'm going down again, but I'm not alone. Settling at last the counts of the soul. This for the trash that paid in full. As for the fall, it began long ago. Can't stop the rain, can't stop the snow. I sit in my chair. I look at the street, the neighbor returns my smile of defeat. I move with the leaves, I shine with the chrome. I'm almost alive, I'm almost at home. No one to follow, and nothing to teach. 
except that the goal falls short of the reach. Thanks for the dance. I'm sorry you're tired. The evening has hardly begun. Thanks for the dance. Try to look inspired. One, two, three, one, two, three, one. There's a rose in your hair. Your shoulders are bare. You've been wearing this costume forever. So turn up the music. Pour out the wine. Stop at the surface. The surface is fine. We don't need to go any deeper. Thanks for the dance. I hear that we're married. One, two, three, one, two, three, one. Thanks for the dance and the baby you carry. It was almost a daughter or a son. And there's nothing to do but. To wonder if you are as hopeless as me and as decent. We're joined in the spirit, joined at the hip, joined in the panic, wondering if we've come to some sort of agreement. Three, one, two, three, one.